literati shooting fashion, fame and fortune is the new book from one of Australia's most foremost social and fashion photographers, Robert Rosen. He joins me now. Hello, Robert. Good morning. Now, this just looks like an incredible book showcasing your work across many decades. It must have been a very tough thing to sit down and decide what Uh, went in it. Yeah, I've... From millions of photos I've taken, I got it down to about 3,000 and then had to re-edit. And I think I got it down to about 800. And then I just said to the publisher, I can't, I can't edit any more out. You know, you do it. You decide. Uh, but they, they put nearly everything in, which was great. I didn't think the book was going to be as big as it is. But um, they did a really good book, a uh, really good job at New Holland. So I'm very pleased with it. I mean, it must have just been uh, so difficult because when there's you look at the list of some of the people whom you've captured over the years, not to not least to mention all the work that you've done in fashion photography as well. But there's huge names like Mick Jagger, Sir Paul and Linda McCartney, Boy George, Debbie Harry, Audrey Hepburn, uh, Princess <laughs> Diana. The list just goes on and on and on. Well, it's over thirty years, and I was very fortunate to be invited to a lot of. Um, parties in London where these people were. And also, a lot of those people weren't famous. Remember Boy George, Billy Idol? When I first met them, they were just kids like me at the Blitz Club or at the Embassy Club every night but they made something of themselves. That is one point that I think is really important too, Robert, is that you were invited to a lot of these parties. There's, uh, I suppose, two ways of looking at photography and there's uh, paparazzi, which I know a lot of these famous people never thought that you were of that variety of snooping or trying to make money from them. No, no, I wasn't, no. I I was invited by the PR for the events and so I would mingle with the stars and they got to know me because they were at the events every night as well. And I read that you often were so well dressed that you just got in. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, a lot of the photographers would just turn up in jeans and T-shirts and then they would uh, be allowed in maybe for the first half an hour or 45 minutes of the party and then they were chucked out. But I would wear a suit or something, a black tie, and I only had a little camera in my pocket as well. So when the rest of the press were chucked out, I would stay on. And then uh, about an hour later, when everybody was very jolly, I would get the camera out again. (laughs) And no better time to do it when there's been a few down the hatch. Champagnes, yeah. Yeah, fabulous. And when you were working around and and taking these photos, because there is such a sense of, uh, I suppose, um, candidness about these shots, did you find that that, of course, was the better way of trying to capture it? Because I imagine that a lot of the photos that we see potentially on, say, red carpets and stuff, they are very forced. They're very very posed, yes. Well, in those days, in the 80s and, and 90s, um, it was much easier just to grab a shot because you're up close and personal with them. And um, everyone's sort of sitting around laughing or something and, you know, they don't mind those sort of photos. And I prefer them, just capturing the moment. And I think there's a quote here from Peter Morrissey, which I think is just absolutely beautiful. He said, Robert Rosen didn't just take a picture. Robert with his camera worked like a whisper in the way that he captured a moment in time. 
That is one of the most fabulous sentences I think it's I've lovely, ever read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you've done a lot of work in fashion as well, including uh, for the first ever episode of Harper's Bazaar in Australia. It just seems like you've had this incredible ride through not only capturing some of the most incredible rock and roll moments, but also fashion moments as well. Yeah, well, I was based in London anyway. I was going to the London and Paris fashion collections twice a year, which I really enjoyed. I just love seeing what people are creating. And uh, and then Harper's asked me to shoot for them when they opened up in Australia and I was sending stuff back. And, um, yeah, I just I love the fashion shows. And then um, Australia, Simon Locke started Australian Fashion Week in Sydney in, I think, 96, 97, 97. And Marie Claire asked me to do backstage, which was completely different from the catwalk. So I was in there with the models when they're doing makeup and hair and getting ready to go on the catwalk. And that was very exciting. And I got lots of great shots and did a show that uh, went uh, all around Australia to the regional galleries. You're still involved with Fashion Week, is that right? Uh, No, no. I'm sort of retired now. I live in Bali, but I'm still taking photos of people but I'm not doing the Fashion Week anymore. I did that for 15 years. Not a bad uh, place to be retired. I don't think... I hate calling it retired. I'm just having a holiday. (laughs) (laughs) A long-deserved holiday. (laughs) Now, let's talk about one of possibly the most famous images that you captured, and it's Paul and Linda McCartney. Tell me about that. Okay, so this was in London in the early 80s. I was at... uh, one party for David Frost, English TV presenter. And some, one of the photographers, photographers said, um, are you going to the Abbey Road Studios party? And I said, oh, no, I haven't been invited. Anyway, I downed a few more champagnes and then said to the girl I was with, come on, let's go. And we got in a taxi, arrived at Abbey Road. Photographers were standing outside on the street. And then the security guard saw me and said, um, carry up the um, the awards ceremonies about to start and called us in. Like I found myself standing next to Paul and Linda, and because I had the small camera with me, um, it was in my pocket, so he didn't know I was press, and they just thought we were part of the rock and roll party. And then after the awards ceremony, I said to Paul and Linda, "Can I get a photo of you?" And they said yes, and we did a couple the sort of posed ones, and then they kissed, and I got that. Aww. And that's what I'm talking about, that essence of the moment. And it's a beautiful image, and then I hear that uh, you, you kind of thought that maybe they'd forgotten about you, but they really oh, hadn't. Oh, yes. Right. yes. So, um, it was about six months later. I was at a art exhibition in Cork Street, London, and Paul and Linda were there, and uh, I didn't say, I didn't immediately go up to them, and then... Uh, I'd already sent them through their uh, PR agent uh, a print of the photo. Anyway, Linda came up behind me and grabbed me and said, are you ignoring us? <laughs> and I said, oh, no, no, no. And she said, come on, darling, give me a hug. That is the most beautiful photograph. Oh, and that wow. Meant, that, that meant a lot more to me than anything. Yeah, absolutely. And what I love as well, Robert, is the sense that you just were carrying quite a small camera because I think for me personally, when I think about some of these big, glossy and beautiful photographs that appear in magazines or in print, you assume perhaps that they're on these high quality, incredible, huge, big lens cameras, but in your case, it wasn't. You don't need them. No. I like that. that. (laughs) 
anyway, I like to sort of have a camera in one hand and a glass of champagne in the other. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like a great way to get around. Now, also, we're here at the station about to enter Oztober about some of the amazing moments and memories of Australian music. Um, Tell me about some of your favourite Australian subjects. Uh, Well, probably the main one is Michael Hutchins, who I met at a dinner party and I didn't know who he was. Uh, I'd just come out from London and this would have been about 85, I think. And then I was just starting to work on Harper's Bazaar and uh, he was there with his girlfriend, Michelle, and I said to them, oh, you know, what do you do? And he said, I'm a singer and she's a model. And I just said to someone, oh, if I meet another singer or another model in Australia, everybody, you know, is there. <laughs> and the people at the dinner table are going, no, no, Robert, no, no, he really is. <laughs> like, keep I, it down, Robert, this is actually the real deal. <laughs> yeah. I think Michael really appreciated that, that I wasn't like wanting to befriend him because he was, you know, in excess or anything like that. And so we became good friends. And then... Um, I was doing some portraits for Harper's Bazaar of different artists and I had to do a musician and I said to them, what about this guy, you know, Michael Hutchins? And they went, you know him? <laughs> of course. I said, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so we did a lovely portrait in the studio uh, in Sydney for uh, Harper's with him. Uh, it is just what it would have been to just be, even be a fly on the wall during your lifetime, Robert. It just sounds like you've had such an incredible experience. Yes, I have. Yeah. yeah. It's been great. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, you are a very fashionable man. Mm-hmm. Can I get your thoughts on a couple of fashion items? Um, like what? Ugg boots. Oh, yeah, Ugg is the right word. <laughs> <laughs> Camo but, pants. Don't know what they are. Oh, you know, like those really um, cargo pants, those army-style ones. Oh, army-style pants are okay in the right situation. Especially, you know, in, in summer or something, yeah. Okay, interesting. Uh, yeah. Do you think shoulder pads are making a comeback? I love shoulder pads, yes. I still have my 80s jackets with shoulder pads in them. I think they just they, they make a perfect line, especially on a woman. Mm. And for me, I'm sort of quite small shoulders, so it gives me a bit of strength. Are they making a comeback, though? I've seen a couple of dresses from the Brownlow, and I reckon... I think... I think the 80s style's coming back too, yeah. overseas. I don't know if it's hit Australia yet, but I think it will. Yeah, a few things like high-waisted jeans and stuff like that have sort of, yeah. you know, been around for a little while. So, um, yeah, I did notice that I lived in the UK for a little while and the fashion there yeah. was probably at least two years ahead of where we are in Australia. Usually so, is, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wonderful. It has just been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, Robert, and can't wait to get a hard copy of Glitterati yeah. Shooting Fashion, Fame and Fortune. Congratulations on what just Thank looks you. to be a sensational showcase of your wonderful work. Thank you very much.